Welcome to Prepare to Care, an AARP podcast aimed at bringing you free information, free resources, and free tools to help caregivers and their families. I am your host, Charlene Hunter-James, and thank you for joining us. An AARP report shows scams targeting our 50-plus community continue to go up. Federal data shows the highest ever year-over-year rise in fraud reports between 2019 and 2020. Many of these cases do not get reported, as you can imagine. So what can you do to keep yourself and the person you care for uh, safe? and keep them from becoming a victim, most of all, to fraud. Here to talk to us and to offer some tips is Jennifer Salazar, Texas SMP Program Director with the Better Business Bureau Education Foundation. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me today. So let's get started. Scams. We know that's a big problem that we're seeing across the country. So first of all, tell us what types of cases are our seniors seeing and caregivers falling victim to? Absolutely. We are seeing so many. In fact, anyone of any age can fall for a scam. And according Mm -hmm. to AARP, the more you know about a scam, the 80% less likely you are to fall for a scam. The biggest scam we're seeing right now is COVID scams because scammers follow the headlines and they take something that is real and turn it into a scam. For example, a lot of people are going to get their vaccines and they're very proud and very excited about getting the vaccines, but they're posting their vaccine cards Mm. on social media like Facebook and Twitter. And the biggest thing is please don't do that because the bad guys, the scammers are taking those cards. They're making more copies of these cards and they're selling them. Now, why in the world would they want to sell these cards? Because they're making lots of money because some people need these cards in order to go to work or to travel or even to go to school. And instead of getting the vaccine, they want to pay for the vaccine card so they don't have to go get the vaccine. We're also seeing fake vaccine surveys. Say if you went and got a vaccine and you get an email and the email is from one of the manufacturers of the vaccine asking you questions like your address, your social mm-hmm. security number. That's not the real vaccine maker. It's a mm-hmm. scam. And when in doubt, check it out. You can always call us at the Better Business Bureau. But we're seeing even more scams than that. For example, does your phone ring all day? Yes. Mine rings all day. (laughs) And have you ever received calls from Social Security? I know that I have. It's not really Social Security. Right. You can't always trust your phone anymore because scammers have a magic trick called spoofing. They can change your caller ID number, any number they want in your caller ID to make it look like it's a real government number. They even make it look like it's Medicare. And did you know when President Lyndon B. Johnson signed Medicare into legislation, that was his win for fraud protection back in 1965, is Medicare is not going to call you on the phone. You're going to get a call from the Queen of England or Elvis before you get a call from Medicare because <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. But even worse, they take it a step for uh, a step further. They're calling people now saying, are you in pain? You might qualify for a carpal tunnel you know, glove or a back brace, or even worse, 
a cardiovascular genetic test that they can mail to your home. This is actually one of the tests that they mail to one of our consumers' homes. And these are all scams. And the one thing that they have in common, they want either your social security number or your Medicare number. Why? Because a Medicare number is worth at least $30,000. That's right. Scammers have ways to build a Medicare system, unfortunately, and make lots and lots of money. It's so important for our caregivers and the greatest generation of Americans and individuals to know what to look for for these scams. And it usually all starts with the uh, telephone. Don't trust your caller ID. And it's okay to be rude and to say no and to hang up on people. Well, Jennifer, we know that word of mouth is key when it comes to fraud prevention, but we also want to make sure that sometimes we know that word of mouth can also be a scam itself. Absolutely. So talk about how do we validate information that we may have received via word of mouth or in some other manner? That's a great question because so many scams start off with the truth and then mm -hmm. they turn into a scam because we all know a little bit about something, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. COVID. And now we have all these COVID scams. The best way to verify things is if you get a telephone call and they call you, more than likely you need to have your red flags on. If they ask for money, if they ask you to verify your um, social, your Medicare number, your address, that's red flags. Now, if you call someone, if mm -hmm. you take the initiative to call someone, it's usually okay. But if they call you out of the blue, unsolicited, usually that is a warning. Also, you can't trust your text messages or your emails anymore because it might be uh, fraudulent as well. For example, if you get an email saying that your package is delayed and yes. click on the link for more information, mm -hmm. guess what? you didn't even order anything. That's if you take right. your mouse or your cursor, just your simple mouse, and put it over the person's email address. For example, if it's from you know your favorite store, if you put where it's from, take your um, mouse, put it over that email, wait five seconds and the real email address will appear. So that's one way to save you from fraud is just by taking your mouse and putting it over where it's from. So that way, you know, if it's really that company you ordered the merchandise from or not, but never give any of your personal information away, especially for surveys. We get a lot of people that get telephone calls, offering them a free survey. Or what about those robocalls? Did oh, you know definitely. Exactly. Did you know the state of Texas was number one in 2019 and 2020 for the most robocalls in the nation? And all they want on those robocalls, they're trying to verify if you're a live human being or not. Because what they're going to do with that mm -hmm. is use that for later scams. And a lot of people like to use the robocalls, a lot of scammers, because it's pennies on the dollar. You can make thousands of phone calls with really no money at all, just trying to get someone to pick up and verify that you're real or not. Like press one, press two, it's just verifying if you're real. So the best thing is let it go to voicemail. Okay, so if I want to develop a plan to keep from being scammed, I mean, what would be some of the key things that I need to kind of write down in my checkoff list or my poster board? Absolutely. So the first thing is communication, communication, communication. Mm -hmm. Have a script by your telephone because a lot of times we're caught off guard. Scammers mm -hmm. don't work, you know, around the clock. They even work holidays. So they'll call you anytime and you might not be ready. So have a script. You know, it's okay to say no. Hang up the phone. 
Don't give out any of your personal information. Mm -hmm. If you get a call and you think it's your grandchild, because there is the grandparent scam going on, but there's a new layer of the grandparent scam. So the way this one works is if you've ever done like an interview like this one, if you've ever been on YouTube or mm -hmm. recorded a voice, scammers can take your grandchild's voice from a video and put it in basically a computer and make them say whatever they want it them to say oh my goodness so, i know so exactly mm. and they even go to the grandchild's facebook social media and they find out like you go by Gigi, our grammy our grandma mm. so they'll call you saying Gigi, it's jen i've been in a car wreck or i lost my job because of covid but i have an interview and i just need a few extra dollars one way to stay safe from this uh, scam for example is have a family code word have a code word that only you and your family know Okay. Ask questions like, well, Jen, how's the uh, how's your baby boy doing? Well, I don't have any sons. I only have daughters. Ask mm -hmm. questions that only that person knows. Always, always, always verify the source. Um, if you get a call and this is a hot one going on right now, you get a call and you think it's your bank and your bank's calling. Ooh, you definitely. Well. We yes. received those. Yes. Yeah. And your bank is actually calling you to tell you that someone is trying to, you know, mm -hmm. hack into your bank account. Right. And they need the first three digits on the back of your um, debit card. Well, your bank would never ask for that information. That's a red flag. But don't trust the caller ID. Even if your caller ID has the bank name, mm -hmm. say, let me call you back or just hang up on them. Go to your real bank. Either mm -hmm. go in person, look at the back of your ATM card, call that number. Always verify the source. And I can't say it enough. Go to a trusted person. You know, maybe someone like your um, the leader of your church called the Better Business Bureau. We can verify this for you if it's a scam or not a scam, and if it's legitimate or not. Okay, that's really some great information. Um, so we really need to be cautious. We all have the power within us to keep from becoming, you know, a fraud victim, correct? And it all starts with one two-letter word. And what is that, Jennifer? No. No, no, and no. Right. And and the biggest thing I think we need to realize is anyone can be a victim of a scam at any single age. Yes. And if we are scammed, we do not shame, we do not blame. We empower and we help that person. So caregivers, you have a big responsibility if your loved one is scammed. Remember, don't shame, don't blame. Talk to them. In order to prevent these scams, talk to them before they occur. For example, have a cup or um, have, we call it Texas um, coffee and tea with Texas S&P. Have a cup of coffee with your parents. Okay. Talk to them about you know, mom, I get these phone calls about winning the lottery. And did you know you can't win the lottery unless you play the lottery? Or mom, you know, people like to go door to door selling things. And it's okay not to answer the door or just tell them you're not interested. So we need to lead by example and tell our family, you know, hey, I've been in this situation. I just want to let you know mm -hmm. what I do to avoid the situation. And again, anyone of any age can fall victim to any scams. Mm -hmm. And anything is verifying it by the real source. Okay. Now, we also know that a lot of seniors, and as you said, it doesn't have to be a senior, receive a lot of junk mail. Yes. Yep. And I mean, there are all kind of sweepstakes going on all the time, correct? So just comment on that because a lot of seniors, you know, they open it 
And sometimes in order to qualify for the sweepstakes, you have to order 10 magazines or something of that nature. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. So comment a little bit about that. Absolutely. And the biggest thing to know about those letters that come in the mail mm -hmm. from either sweepstakes, the lottery, you mm -hmm. inherited something, scammers mm -hmm. can do and will steal logos. They will steal logos. They will make the letter look so authentic. They may even use the real address of the place where you won the uh, funds. But the biggest thing to know is in order to win, you have to play. Not only that, if you win anything, you shouldn't have to pay anything to collect that. Um, one of the biggest ones is the Publishers Clearinghouse. There's very um, big rules that you have to, you know, adhere by to if you win that sweepstakes. If you get a telephone call saying, we're about to come record you. You won millions of dollars. We want to make sure you're ready, but you just need to pay the taxes on your winnings. That's definitely a scam. If you get it in the mail saying that you owe this much money, it's definitely a scam. Um, if you've just recently lost uh, your spouse, significant other, loved one, and you get a bill in the mail saying that they took out a second mortgage, they bought a brand new car, um, also be suspicious of that as well, because unfortunately, scammers not only follow the headlines, they also follow the obituaries and yeah. try to uh, prey on people that just lost a loved one. And that's one way that they can also try to make some funds as well. Well, is it anything in particular we need to do to really help the care recipients that many of our caregivers care for when they can see the potential of that individual becoming uh, a victim of scam. What should Absolutely. they do? Absolutely. Not only it should be an open conversation mm -hmm. and your family should be involved in that conversation and you should have a plan in place. For example, talking to mom about it's okay to let all your uh, calls go to voicemail. Talk mm -hmm. to your mom or dad or whoever's um, actual phone company, like their cell phone company about robo blocker. Talk to them about, you know, scam blocker as well. And there are some free apps out there to stop a lot of these phone calls from coming in. Also, read their mail. Look and see if they're getting Medicare summary notices, which is from Medicare, or explanation of benefits, which is from insurances. If something doesn't look right, question it. For example, if your mom is 84 years young and she had a pregnancy test, you need to question that because that is definitely an error with the insurance, which can be fixed. Um, also, look for anything that comes in the mail that your mom or um, family member did not order. Like if they're getting diabetic strips, they didn't order that. Or if they're getting credit card um, offers, things that they didn't order. Check their um, credit reports at least once a year to make sure there's nothing on their credit that doesn't look right. For example, a long time ago, I know I grew up in Belmont, Texas. My dad used to use his social security number to pay the light bill because that was his account number was his social. It's not like that anymore. So the biggest thing is telling our um, parents and telling our loved ones, especially us as caregivers, we don't use our social for things that can save them from a million scams because this is a generation that grew up giving their social security number out to everyone. It's not like that anymore because of identity theft. So the biggest thing is just watch out for these signs. And I'm going to give you some red flags right now. So one is unsolicited phone calls, mail, text messages. If you get any of those just out of the blue from someone that you've never heard of or a family member or a loved one you haven't heard from in years, that's a red flag. 
Another red flag is anyone calling, texting, emailing you, asking you to verify your address, your um, email address, your Medicare number, your bank account information. Anytime somebody asks you for confirmation, especially if it's unsolicited, that's a big red flag. And the final biggest red flag that we have is if anyone asks you for a payment. If someone calls you out of the blue and asks you for gift cards, wire transfer, bitcoins, cash, credit, that's a huge red flag. And in 2020, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, saw a 50% increase in the romance scam because we are socially isolated right now. And that scam is basically when um, a person is targeted by someone that's acting like a loved interest that they never met in person. And that scam is up 50%. And we believe that has something to do with COVID and self-isolation. So what we're telling caregivers right now, please watch out for your loved ones. Let them know of these scams. When in doubt, check it out. I'm gonna provide you all with my phone number and my email address. And if we're not the right resource for you, we will get you to the right resource because we wanna stop scams before they happen. And we really appreciate AARP having us on today. Well, thank you. You have provided some very valuable information. Raise, you know, wave your flag one more time because we want people to know that there are a number of scams out there and that there is a resource um, with you all for them to call and to, to get some assistance, you know, if need be. So thank you for joining us. Any just last comments? Absolutely. So the Better Business Bureau um, Education Foundation in Houston has a federal grant for the Texas Senior Medicare Patrol. Mm -hmm. It is so important that if you suspect fraud, error, and abuse, you give us a call. It is confidential. It is at no cost to you because this is a federal grant. It's taxpayers. Mm -hmm. You all pay for the service. Don't be embarrassed, ashamed. And again, please don't. If you fall victim to a scam, you're not alone. Don't be embarrassed to call. Don't get depressed. Be empowered because we're going to fix it. And if you're a caregiver, don't blame, don't shame. And we can talk to caregivers too because we want everybody to feel comfortable in their home, comfortable answering the phone, comfortable answering the door. You have the power to say no anytime it's okay to be rude. Well, Jennifer, this has just been great. Thank you for joining us. And I know we'll have you back to talk about some other aspects of scams because we really want people to be protected against um, the scams that are prevalent in our community. So thank you so much for joining us. We encourage you to follow the Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or www.aarp.org slash Houston PTC. You can also catch past episodes on our AARP Texas YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for caring.